So Wednesday was Ash Wednesday. So if you saw anybody with splotches of charcoal on their forehead, that they they attended an Ash Wednesday service. Anybody? Yeah, you saw that. That's what that was. That's that. What in the world? Yeah, usually on Ash Wednesday, you don't want to you don't want to point out to have a smudge on their forehead. That. So in this season, uh, the theme for the next few weeks is going to be come to the table. And we're going to do something that we, we typically don't do. We observe the Lord's table once a month, but we're going to set up the Lord's table uh, every Sunday. And the reason we're going to do that is that we really believe that there's a specific gift uh, that Jesus wants to give to us that's found at the table. So... Uh, I just want you to just kind of walk through this month expectant that he's going to give us gifts today, give us life. So this is a great time to the year to invite a friend or a neighbor to come along with you. Uh, we do have an open table. That means so we don't check people's ID or anything. We let, we let people come to the table. And, you know, what's really incredible is that this table is so powerful that people can even come to know Jesus that don't know Jesus when they come to the table. And that's a pretty incredible thing. Uh, so he has a lot to give to us at his table. So through the month, um, expect that. We'll stay on track with our mission. It, our mission is simply to be a diverse community of ordinary people following Jesus. And I, I, mean, I, I don't know about you, but I really love following Jesus. And I, I don't know, who would, we be, who would you follow if you weren't following Jesus? And uh, I would really be lost, like really lost, if he wasn't leading the way. And as he, as he leads us, he, we, he teaches us, and he's teaching us, he's teaching us about life. He's teaching us about, I've brought, I've brought eternity into humanity. And I want you to live, uh, you're, you're, you're created in the image of God to live forever, an unending life. And that life begins as soon as we say yes. So we're all alive. And so he's teaching us about that life, the life that we're going to live beginning now and forevermore. And then as, as we come alive, uh, I love N.T. Wright uses the phrase, as God restores our humanity, because our humanity was somewhat distorted through the fall, then we, we actually become this announcement to our generation uh, that there is, there is indeed a God and that he is very much alive. And that he's ruling and he's reigning in a good way. Sometimes we don't like those words, ruling, reigning, king. Uh, but it's a good king, uh, a benevolent rule. It's the best. It's the best life. And so we're announcing the good news of the kingdom to our neighbors and the nations. So each week as we, as we give that mission, we always love to invite people into community. So we do that just in a simple way. We have a connection card. If we can help you connect into this community, or if there's ways that we can help you to connect with others, uh, if there's just a way that you think we can help with connection, that's what this card is for. And then we also pray for each other, and so we've got a blank piece of paper. Uh, if you put your name on it, then your prayer request, our prayer team will pray for you, and they're going to keep praying, so let them know if a prayer is answered, let them know that that prayer is answered, okay? James, you want to make sure that this basket kind of gets around? Thank you very much. We have small groups continuing through this month. So if you've been trying to connect with a small group and you haven't, uh, you know, they're kind of hidden and 
you, you haven't been successful, there, there's my number. You can text me, and I'd be glad to get you connected with a small group. We also have holy yoga uh, that continues uh, tonight and next week. So that's uh, what a great gift to our community and also to other people in our city. So again, this is one of those invite your friends, let them come. I'm hearing great things about folks that come. I got a special invitation to come last Sunday. Uh, I didn't, but yeah, it, was, it, was, it was really a special invitation to, to come. The exercise that Eric put on the little the emoji, I knew I couldn't do that with him, so I, it discouraged me, so I didn't come. Uh, this month, we also have the Big Serve coming. The Big Serve is something that comes out of Springs Community Church, uh, someone close to, to Lisa. And uh, just, that, just this great idea that what if the church, on a regular basis, thank you so much, uh, stepped out of the building and went out into the city and served. No strings attached, just let's go serve in the name of Jesus. And so the big serve is coming on April the 13th. They've moved it off of Sunday, which I think is helpful. It'll be a Saturday. Right now there's nine churches. We're one of those that are working together to serve our city. And you can visit, there's a link if you want to visit now and see what those opportunities are. If you want to sign up now, you can. And I'll just remind you as we move towards that Saturday, ways that you can sign up to serve. And then something closer to home, we have an opportunity to help the Hotes family with a, a home raising. George, you want to add the color to the slide? Yes, I told Scott I'd do some color commentary on that. We've, we've done this once. Stephen has a vision of building a home for his family and, and being debt free. And uh, over the years, he, he bought a long home kit. And it's been stored in the barn while he assembles the rest of the components that's needed. If you've ever watched, uh, what's the name of that show, Cindy? Yeah, the guys that take down old cabins and re erect them. These are not timbers like those guys do. These are kind of manhandle. They're four by eight by maybe, what, 12 feet long or something. And they're notched, and it's like playing with adult-sized Lincoln logs. <laughs> and, it, and it's really kind of satisfying. It's like dri- men driving cars, you know. You, you count the miles, you, the guys that you pass, and then they pass you if you have to stop because somebody needs a body break and stuff. So you watch these walls go up, and we got about a third of it done. And uh, it's, it's just a, it's a project that Steve can't do by himself. And with his wife, she is more studly than I am. I mean, she's <laughs> throwing those logs around and, and just... So we're going to do that again on uh, March the 30th. I have another... And originally I thought this was just kind of a time for the men to get together and help out, but Mary Nell showed up and she brought a buddy and there's things that anybody in the family can do and uh, would be appreciated if you wanted to come. And if it's your day to keep the kids... Then you can bring them, and they can play with the host boys in the fire. They, they had a great time playing in the campfire that day. So, That's uh, attractive, isn't it? Come bring your kids. <laughs> so this will be March the 30th, um, and I'm thinking that really small crews are what works best. So we'll maybe have two shifts, like 8.30 to 12.30, and then another four-hour shift after that. So... Be thinking about it, put on your calendar, pray about your availability. 
I am updating my men's uh, email list and contact information because technology is not my friend and Windows 10 updated and wiped out my group mailing addresses. So I just need to update. So if you haven't gotten any email from me lately, I'd appreciate even if you have, you know, just which one to use. So I'll pass this around. And, Thank you, George. You know, you want to put it on your resume that you helped build a log cabin. I mean, you know, you, that's, you know, he, George did leave out the part about drilling through the logs that Steve had to recover for a date with. And, you know, there's a few things maybe that were not quite included, but it was pretty close to accurate. It was fun. At least I'm surprised. No doubt. It was fun. And it's really blessing a family, and that's cool. You know, we, uh, I've talked a lot this morning about receiving from God. And, and uh, I am one of those believers that unless we're receiving, it's really hard for us to give. And so I'm, I'm really grateful that as, as we receive, we're able to give. He enables us to give. And uh, just a theme I, a friend of mine shared with me is I'm really hoping that our, our, our community can grow to be joyously generous joyously generous that it's it's the gifts that we give it the the idea it's not it's not the amount it's just what's coming out of the heart god loves a cheerful giver joyous generosity and so we come to that time that we pass the basket and uh the second basket put any tithe any gift any offering joyously generosity drops in the basket just you know just with a smile on your face uh being grateful that what we have, we've received, and then we can be generous with. Also, prayer requests and connection cards go into the basket, and that would be great if you would do that. Lord, thank you for all that you do give to us. And thank you that out of the abundance of what you give, thank you that you encourage us to be generous. And I thank you that you attach to that generosity a joy. You want us to be joyous in our generosity. So, Lord, thanks for the joy of giving. Receive from us, Lord, um, any gift, any tithe, any offering, any prayer request, any connection card. Lord, receive all of these um, as we thank you in your name. Amen. Then in the space of time, as the basket goes around the room, I'm just going to have Steve put up a, a verse just to meditate. And what meditate means is just to, to kind of go beyond just the, the black and white. Uh, Jesus is saying something, but it's like, am I hearing him say that to me? It's, it's moving into the experiential realm, not just the cognitive But what is Jesus saying? So just take some moments to just meditate on the words on the screen.
Our first Sunday of Lent is come to the table for the bread of life. I'm going to kind of do a summary like through John 6. So I'm going to kind of skip around. So if you have your Bible and you want to follow along, just kind of be looking for pointers. But Jesus is uh, doing his thing around the Sea of Galilee. And a large crowd kept following him because they saw the signs that he was doing for the sick. Hey, Steve, could you lower my volume? Please, thank you very much. That's good. A large crowd kept following Jesus because they saw the signs that he was doing for the sick. So the signs for the weak or the signs for the sick, those would be events that are contrary to the usual course of nature. So what's the normal? What's the normal course when people are physically weak and sick? Anybody follow the Jacobson family this week? They're a perfect illustration of the normal course of sickness. When you get sick, you're sick. And then you get somebody else sick. And it just kind of spreads to the family. And then you're all sick. That's the normal course of sick. We're sick. Until that, I think they had a flu bug. It put, I had all the guys down. They're all sharing the common space in the living room. On there, and they look miserable. And uh, they all had fever and probably everything else that goes with fever. Normal course of sickness until it passes. That, isn't that? I mean, that, isn't that, that's pretty normal, isn't it? That's the way when you're sick. Well, what happens when the eternal kingdom breaks into the usual course of events. So that's what Jesus is doing. Jesus is the king, and the kingdom of God breaks in. If you think about that kingdom, where that kingdom's described at the end, there'll be no more sickness, there'll be no more death, there'll be no more tears. When that kingdom breaks in, then all of a sudden the normal course of sickness is interrupted and somebody's well. One of my favorite, I love this story. Then there's some stories of just Wimber stories, the beginning of the vineyard. So John Wimber wasn't brought up praying for the sick. He just got convicted that that's what Jesus did. Jesus, that was part of the kingdom coming, was laying hands on the sick. and they were, So like he led their church in Anaheim, where Kevin's going to be worshiping this morning, uh, a year-long study of Luke. Like, seriously, we, God, we really believe that you're still healing the sick, and we're going to pray for the sick, but nobody, nothing, nothing. I mean, like nothing, there was no breaking in of the kingdom. No one, this normal course of sickness. People were sick until they got well, just sick. And so finally, I he... I mean, they're, at, they're at desperate. Like, they're, you're, God, this isn't fair. So then uh, John goes home and this guy calls him. Says, hey, John, my wife is sick. I wonder if you would come over and pray for her to be healed. And, he, you know, his pastorly tone, he said, sure, I'd be glad to. Put down the phone. He goes, great. <laughs> now they're asking me to come to their house. They think that I can pray for this and, the, and you're going to heal them. But you haven't been healing them, so wh- what am I doing? So in his, you could read it, this is almost verbatim. He went to the house. The lady was really, she's sick, fever, in bed. He goes with the husband. He, in his words, I prayed a faithless prayer 
And then he turned around and started a conversation with the husband. Well, you know, you know, we've been kind of pursuing, praying for the sick, and believing that the kingdom breaks in, and, and the sick are in them. Most of the time, it just doesn't ever happen. And as he's having that conversation, he kind of looked past the husband's shoulder, and the wife stood, had, she said she got out of bed. And John's words were, what happened to you? <laughs> and her words were, I'm healed. He said, what? <laughs> So, you know, it's our normal course of sickness is you're sick. But when the kingdom breaks in, and at times it does, you're healed. That's what's happening in Jesus' ministry. Jesus is healing the sick because he's the king. The kingdom breaks in, and people are made whole. Things are set right. And there's crowds that follow him. Now, what... What's interesting is that they're, they're looking at the sign of sickness, whereas the sickness is kind of like this little this, this stick figure, because I'm not much of an artist. The stick figure is that like, it's not the healing, it's the Messiah. It's the king. It's the kingdom. The point of this is not healing per se. It's that God is breaking into humanity with something new. Wow. So Jesus continues on. He feeds 5,000. And the disciples gathered all the fragments up of the five barley loaves left by those who'd eaten. They filled 12 baskets full. When people saw the sign that he had done, they began to say, this is indeed the prophet who's to come into the world. And when Jesus realized that they were about to come and forcefully make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain by himself. Now again, the normal course of events is really echoed by the disciples when Jesus says, hey, these people are hungry, what do you want to do about it? Well, Philip said, well, where, where are we going to buy bread for these people to eat? I mean, six months' wages would not buy enough bread for each of them to get a little. We, we don't, there's not a store anywhere close, and, and we don't have the money. So we can't feed everybody. And then Andrew, I don't know where this came from. I, I just You wonder what the tone was. Well, there's a boy here. He has five barley loaves and two fish. What would they be among so many people? Well, I don't know if Jesus said it, but it would be like he would say by his actions, it would be enough. Because Jesus took the five loaves. We had given thanks. He distributed them to those who were seated. Then he took the fish and he distributed them as much as they wanted. Now, that, again, that is a, that, that's another event contrary to the usual course of nature. Five barley loaves in the natural is five barley loaves. Two fish. Two fish. I mean, that's it. That's, that's the normal 
right? But when the kingdom breaks in, because the king is here, from too little, there's too much. That's a miracle. That's called a miracle. The breaking in of the kingdom produces miracles. The healing of the sick, the provision from too little to too much. And then Jesus, interestingly, because, again, the sign is not the bread and the fish. The multiplication of the bread and the fish are pointing to him. The signs are revealing who he is. King, kingdom has come. It's here. So Jesus withdrew from those who would forcefully make him their king. You see, Jesus wasn't asking to be coronated by human beings. That really would not have been a good thing. Part of it is that all he's saying is, I, I just, I'm asking you to humbly receive me as the king. You don't need to coronate. I am the king. And I am that prophet that was foretold. You just need to recognize that. But you, you can't coronate me. I'm already... We're funny, aren't we? So Jesus withdrew. That's, they, they don't get it. They don't, they don't recognize the sign that I am, who I am, and what is happening. So he withdrew. withdrew. And then the disciples, they're kind of left on the shores of the Sea of Galilee. It's getting dark. We need to get back to Capernaum. Where's Jesus? Well, maybe he's catching the next boat. I don't know. Well, let's go. So now they're, now they're rowing across the Sea of Galilee. It's getting a little bit difficult. The wind kicks up, a little bit of a storm. And then guess what? Here comes Jesus. He's walking on the water. I'm sure they broke out in that song, right? <laughs> What's that? Who's that? What? I mean... And then they welcome him into the boat, and then they're instantly in Capernaum. I mean, some, again, something not the normal course of events. Who's going down to the Guadalupe this week? I just want to see if you're going to try to walk on water. Just give it a shot. See, see what happens. It's not normal. That's not the normal course of events. And it's not the normal course of events that you get in a boat and all you're there. I mean, something's happening. So Jesus gets to the other side, and then the crowds that were fed show up. They found him on the other side of the sea, and they said, Rabbi, when did you get here? Because he didn't leave with them in the boat. And Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you, you're looking for me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. I've now become your social security. That's not who I am. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for food that endures for life without end, which the Son of Man will give you. You see, Jesus, with that crowd and even with us, you know, what are you, what are you seeking? What are you seeking? Are you looking for perishable foods? You just want to fill your pantry. 
or do you want imperishable food? Do you, you, you want to work for that food or you want to receive that food? Uh, they, they, all, they carry on this conversation. Well, we know that Moses gave manna in the wilderness. Does that sound that Moses gave manna in the wilderness? Uh, hello? Not Moses. My father gave manna in the wilderness. It's food from the father. So he's asking us the same. So what are we, what are we seeking? What must we do to perform the works of God? And Jesus answered them, and he answers us. This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. We are to believe in Jesus whom the Father sent. That's, that's, that's all that's required of us. Believe in Jesus whom the Father sent. And so they said, well, what sign are you going to give, it, give us then so that we may see it and believe you? Put that in the context of what we just read. What have they been seeing? What work are you performing? Our ancestors ate the man in the wilderness, as it's written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said, very truly, I say to you, It was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it's my Father who gave you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. The bread of God is that which comes down from heaven, gives life to the world. And they said, Woo, give us that bread always. Serve that up. And Jesus said, I am. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. This morning, we're coming to Jesus. Now, as I look around the room... I don't know everybody's story around the room, but I know enough stories to know that most of us, we, we, we've come to Jesus. We've initially believed in Jesus. We've been following Jesus. But that doesn't mean we don't keep coming to Jesus. We keep coming to Jesus. We keep coming to Jesus until we're with Jesus. We keep coming to Jesus. And I believe that there's enough in what we've read this morning to come to him to receive the true bread of heaven which gives life without end to us. Those of us who believe the Father sent Jesus to us so that we would never be hungry, never be thirsty. That, that hunger that goes beyond food, that thirst that goes beyond drink, we would be satisfied in Jesus. So that leads us to coming to the table together. So, Steve, if I could ask you to turn off these front row lights, and if I could invite you to stand with me. And we're going to go through a liturgy together that brings us to the table and observe the table together. When it's, the again, light type, let me read that. When it's heavy, that's all of us, okay? 
We're your people, Lord, called together in your love. We're your children, called around the table of our Lord. We're your disciples, Jesus, called to praise and give you thanks. Let us confess our brokenness. In this confession, this is a a really pointed confession. I I want you to know. And I chose it not so much uh, just thinking of us, but broader. Sometimes you make confession for the people of God. You make confession for people. I'm not actually committing that, but we in general are. And I think you'll see some of that in this confession. So it's... It's pretty powerful. So just take a moment, catch your breath, and then let's pray together. As people caught in our tradition, we confess that we have helped perpetrate systems that deny the dignity and sacred worth of all sorts and conditions of people. We've paid lip service to equality Our lives are based on discrimination of the other. We have been our own worst enemies. We have failed ourselves, others. We have failed you, God. Moved by your power, we accuse ourselves because we have not allowed you to form us as a new people. We confess our sin and we pledge to work for reconciliation with one another. We thank you, gracious God, for forgiveness for the chance to start again. We thank you, gracious God, for the gift of your spirit given to us in Jesus in whom we are freed from the past and its oppression in whom the gift is complete. Gracious God, Father of all life, we are gathered as your people to thank you for your blessings, to receive your mercy and forgiveness, and to remember how Jesus died for us accepting death to show his love for us and you. Please have a seat. May I invite uh, our leaders to kind of go to the tables and prepare? As the elements are being prepared, just pause and reflect upon what we shared out of John 6, what we shared to this point in our confession, and then we'll visit the tables.
I invite you to come to the table. This side is grape juice and bread, and this side is, is wine and bread. would like you to get your elements and then bring it back. Bring those with you because we'll, we'll take the meal together. So as you hold the elements in your hands, come Holy Spirit, that these gifts of bread and wine may be for us, the body and blood of Jesus, unite us with him forever and bring us with the whole of creation into your eternal life. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. The person who aligns with me hungers no more, thirsts no more, ever. Anyone eating this bread will not die, ever. This is my body, broken for you. Take, eat, remember me. Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. When you're joined with me and I with you, the harvest is sure to be abundant. I love you the way I've been loved. Abide in my love. This is my blood shed for you. Take, drink, remember me. Let me invite you to stand.
gracious and loving God, you've made us one in the body of Christ and nourished us at your table with holy food and drink. A people fully alive in Jesus. A people fully alive in him. I believe that what we just ate and what we just drank brought with it an infusion of his life. Incredible. Incredible. We're alive. We're alive. So what do you do when you're alive? You live. (laughs) So go out this day and live fully. And tomorrow, live fully with the life that Jesus has given to us. Amen.